Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, selling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello and welcome to episode 12. Now, today as a business, we are going to spend the vast majority of the day got a couple of calls first thing and then uh, we're straight into a planning day so as a company we all do that so we've got a guy in house um they'll come along as well and um we will spend time planning out what we're going to do in the next quarter so obviously this is what we do as an organization but why we're big on the fact that if you know what direction you're going in uh, that if you've got a plan, uh, then you, you can measure or not how, how well you're doing. Looking at where you are, where you want to be, uh, the steps that you need to take in order to get there is really helpful. It's something that I do with clients and to do it for ourselves uh, just basically makes sense. What we do is we sit down, we look at how we've done versus the, you know, in the last quarter. Um, it's been quite an eventful quarter, really, hasn't it? Things have happened that we weren't anticipating. The Obviously, the lockdown and everything to do with COVID and things like that were not on our plan as far as, uh, to, you know, 2020 um, Q2 were concerned. So, you know, moving into quarter three, it's what are we looking at doing? What are our expectations? I think a big thing that's likely to... Uh, change coming out of this is you know the normal summer structure lots of people have been you know busy already having to balance work and children uh, there will be an influx of people going on holiday but I don't see it being quite the uh, the the mass step away from work uh, that we normally expect but you know I might be totally wrong on that but our expectation would be as far as our targets are concerned financial targets would be that things continue to grow. What we do in these planning meetings is we basically establish three key priorities for that quarter. Now, for me, I'm like, wow, I've got to narrow it down to three. Um, But luckily, they can be quite broad. Prioritising business systems, increasing sales, um, increasing uh, customer retention, and all be things that we do. And what that enables us to do is to focus in on the steps that we're we're going to need to take in order to get that. So it's all about, you know, having a clear picture of where we're going and, and have a clear um, steps to, to achieve that, uh, that objective. So, you know, obviously you need to adjust based on environment. Um, for us, it definitely increases performance. So when we are planned, when we are clear on what everybody's doing, we're all singing from the same hymn sheet. You're also focusing on on the business as well as being in the business I think that's really important you can very very quickly get bogged down in the day-to-day running of your company uh, without ever um, thinking around actually what's the bigger picture what are we trying to achieve here and so having that clarity on what we're doing is the bigger picture enables you to prioritize it and particularly for me I know that that's a big thing that if I can't if I don't know the steps they're not clearly there for me then I'm you know I'm very busy being busy on all the things that um, make me feel nice um, and help customers as opposed to help move the business forwards so I know that you know for selling without sleaze it's you know really key to me that um, I get certain actionables out I get my book out for instance that's definitely going to be one of the priorities uh, for this next quarter so that it can be launched uh, ideally 
the beginning of next year. I'm aiming for January. There you go. I've said it out loud on my podcast. So now it's got to happen. So, you know, it's working towards these things and being aware of them. So we have a template that we work to. If any of you want the template, then please do feel free to email me. My email address is Sarah at sellingwithoutsleaze.com or alternatively head over to my free group. I can't talk about planning without talking about call planning. I just can't do it. The thing is, is that having a plan, having clarity on what you want to achieve really, really helps you achieve that outcome. Okay. We've all been there when we've gone into a call, had a nice chat with somebody, but it actually hasn't really got anywhere. And you leave feeling, well, that business hasn't really moved forwards. I don't really know where that customer's at any more than I did before. But I have found out about X, Y, and Z, which actually, you know, quite frankly, has absolutely nothing to do with my product and how I can help that person. You're likely to feel like that and your potential customer's likely to feel like that. And that's where the problem arises, is that when you go into a call, so when I say into a call, I mean, you know, have a call with somebody. Um, Historically, that was all, you know, the whole face-to-face traditional stuff. But now you've got Zoom, you've got um, all different ways of video conferencing, you've got um, phone calls as well, um, which are all live conversations with your customers. And that's what I now, you know, that's what I relate to. That's what I'm talking about when I talk around having a call. You're going into these conversations, you have a nice chat, nothing comes really out of the back end. There wasn't really a structure to it. The problem with that is, is that you feel that your customer feels that people are busy. It might have been a nice chat, but if it's a nice chat like a friend, then it should happen on, you know, your own time, on friend time. Um, You know, needing to be disciplined, you need to have a clear plan, goals for that call so that that call stays on track, stays focused, and you both get value from it. Because at the end of the day, if you both get value from it, then it's something that that person will prioritize again over their busy schedule of the 101 things that they have to do. So, how do we go about call planning? Obviously, having a bit of a structure. I use an acronym, which is actually an acronym of sales, uh, to help provide people with structure. And that's what I train people with. But also having an understanding when you go in of this is what I want to achieve. And I break it down into three. The minimum expectation, the sort of moderate expectation, which is your most likely outcome, really. And then your ideal Okay, so your ideal is, you know, moving this person significantly along the sales process. Now, when I say significantly, that doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to result in a sale. When you're talking about high ticket, when you're talking about long term contracts, uh, things like that, you aren't going to get somebody just turning around and straight away signing up. If they do, you want to be really suspicious of how, because if they're going to do that this time with you, they're probably going to do that again with your competition. So what you want to be aware of is, you know, what realistically can happen in this call. Um, Obviously, if this person's throwing their money at you and they want to buy, then yeah, you know, great. Um, I do remember once (laughs) somebody in the medical devices, it's a guy who he was, wasn't the most, you know, he was all right. He didn't do amazing. He was sort of middle of his, uh, middle of the the tables as far as his sales were concerned. Um, you know, he definitely wasn't the above and beyond kind of people, um, but he was a, it was a solid player. Uh, he went in one morning to see a client. It was a, a, an account that he didn't have. He hadn't secured. 
it was a competitor account but you know you keep in with the, with, with these accounts you you stay um, in touch so that when they do come up for renewal um, they're thinking about using you you've hung around when you haven't been used so just imagine how useful you could be to them when you are being used and he walked in and it was very very fortunate that the last conversation this person had had was with his competition telling them that their performance was just not good enough anymore this was a scheduled appointment he knew this guy was coming in and he was just like you know what I'm fed up with the service that you're that the competition's been providing and so um, I'm gonna move all my business over to you it was something like four million pounds worth of business each year this was a huge huge account this guy ended up with such a bonus that he had to be paid in installments whereas normally they just pay you in one go um, at the end of that quarter or half year uh, so <laughs> so obviously he was quite a happy chappy did he expect to go into that call and do that no and so you know you do have to respond to what's happening if that person does want to to sell to you and you're like well no because you know my main objective in this call was just to to touch base and find out when your contracts were for renewal then um, obviously that would be a little bit silly so Obviously, you're going to adapt to what happens in the call, but in the main, you're going for worst case, medium case, best case. My worst case is always you haven't embarrassed yourself. You could come back in and speak to that person again. I think that's a good starting point. That's a good minimum expectation. The medium expectation is normally um, the, the, the most likely outcome which is, you know, that person has progressed along the sales process, um, but you haven't clinched the deal. And then, you know, best case scenario is they've they've progressed much further or they have, you know, you have actually clinched the deal depending on where that person is. And that's your understanding of where that customer is in the sales process. Where, what can we achieve? What is my stretch target? What would be ideal? Um, and what what's, you know, most likely. Call planning can really help you to get clarity on what you're trying to achieve in a call. It gives the call more structure, it gives them more call more focus, and is much more likely to provide a valuable outcome for both you and your customer. That's super important if you want to continue to visit that person, if you want that person to see the value in what you do. And remember, all these sales calls, a sales call with somebody is the start of the relationship. Now, you know, you might stay in that start of the relationship stage, a bit like dating, for some time, you know, with sort of casual dates, um, first date, second date, third date, you know, it's all very top line, superficial, you know, you're not going to move in with them. It's very, you know, getting to know you and that you might stay in that that phase with a customer for quite some time to particularly if the commitment is higher but the important thing to do is to understand where you're at and you know manage those expectations accordingly if you can provide value then this is the beginning of your relationship and this person associates you with providing value it's not just a case of oh yeah you know that was a nice chat with that person it's actually i need to know about this this is the problem who could help me with this and this is where you want to be in a position is where people are actually thinking yeah you're the right person to speak to so you become their go-to person so in short planning is good uh, the key thing to do is to get yourself a plan and not just have a plan of this is the target I want to achieve, but to break it down into the steps that you need to take in order to achieve it. Now, I'm a big, big fan of that. Uh, lots of people come to me and they've had, they've spoken to quite considerable gurus really, and they've worked through and decided what they want from their life, what they want to achieve, what they want their life to look like. 
normally it's a work-life balance it involves you know establishing some sort of income which doesn't require you to be present all the time so um that you can stop trading your time for money uh and it's normally you know based around wanting a better lifestyle but the problem is is that they come away with this idea but they don't have come away with any concept of how to achieve it and so quite quickly you get caught up in the day-to-day with your business and you lose sight of this this longer term having those steps there means that you can carve out the time to prioritize the steps because you know what they are when you do not know wood for trees and you're sat there thinking what on earth am I going to do now how am I going to achieve this Um, it's not the nicest of feelings you're not clear on it and so you can't get going. So what do I do when I've created this plan? Well, actually, I take the that information and I would then put those steps into Asana. OK, so when I say that I would, it's because this is the first time I've used Asana for this. Um, I haven't been using it as much. I've been using Trello, uh, but I have moved over to Asana because, well, I was told to. Martin thought it was a really good idea and was very adamant I should give it a try. I was very adamant I shouldn't, but it turns out he was right. And I've had to admit that on a number of occasions now. But Asana has made me so much more productive, so much more focused. So, you know, I do the plan. I'll create the steps. And then what I'll do then is I'll put them as tasks into Asana. So I'm literally breaking it down into, you know, the the actual activities that I have to do. Now, obviously, I'm not going to do that for the next three months, but I do that with the starting points. And that's what I do with my clients when they come on one of my programs is we look at the bigger picture and then we start with the the basic steps that we need to take and those foundations that everything else are going to be built on. So then that way you keep building and building and building off the same thing. So that is how I do it. You can do it in, in a number of different ways, but the key thing is that this bit of paper, this bit of work doesn't just sit there and and do nothing you know it's on your desk you pin it to the wall you put it on a whiteboard you do whatever um and you never actually refer to it and you never actually use it that's not what's supposed to happen it's not supposed to be buried it's supposed to be out there and you're supposed to be referring to it on a regular basis splitting your day up into so that you do um you know priority work so key priority work and then the background side of stuff is really really helpful um, and something that can then help you move that business forwards and prioritize that work because you're, you've carved out that time. But you, it's difficult to carve out time for something that you don't know what you're going to do and what steps you need to take. Um, and you sit there thinking, oh, this is awkward. Whereas, you know, you jump onto Asana and the plan is there it will be in the same way it was there with Trello. So there we go, people. Um, but the thing with Asana is, is that it can be done as a list as opposed to a board. And boards I really like for clients and I work with my clients on boards. But when I'm working on actual tasks, I much prefer it as a list. So there you go. I hope this has been useful. As I say, please do feel free to email me if you would like a copy of the template. Please don't email me with some weird sales tap that I don't want. Get to know me first understand if I actually want it and then you can look to sell to me so um thanks guys for listening I hope you have a lovely day it is set to be very sunny again but don't worry because it's nearly the weekend and it's going to rain all weekend in true British style so thanks for listening guys take care and I will speak to you very soon happy selling thanks for listening to the selling without sleeves podcast if you enjoyed this episode please head over to itunes or stitcher or wherever you're listening from to leave us a review it's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it